This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Gracie and you, Dominic, you know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league, and I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level, so that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 7. WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good Friday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Download the 77 WABC app. And coming up at 45 minutes past the hour, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. A lot to get to this morning, and it seems lately I'm saying that quite a bit. A point I have been making uh, the last few nights here on this program, and this is the perfect illustration. Politicians, leaders, many of them will not tell you the truth, at least publicly. Because when they do, this is what happens. Congresswoman Carolyn Maloney locked in a uh, tight three-way race for Congress that includes Jerry Nadler is being forced to apologize to President Biden, forced to backpedal, if you will, after simply telling the truth, saying she does not believe Biden will run in 2024. She's had to backtrack from this. She made this comment at a uh, debate this week, and she appeared Thursday morning on CNN, and here was her apology. Mr. President, I apologize. I want you to run. I happen to think you won't be running, but when you run or if you run, I will be there 100%. You have deserved it. You are a great president, and... Thank you for everything you've done for my state and all the states and all the cities in America. Thank you, Mr. President. So again, and this is exactly the point I've been making the last two nights. Uh, you know, we're being naive if you think that politicians and leaders are going to tell you the truth publicly. Because when they do, this is what happens. I'm sure the White House made a few phone calls uh, to the congresswoman, she's caught up in this uh, election battle. And, it, you know, it, it, I'm sure the, the conversation was not nice from the White House. That's uh, one issue we're going to deal with. And we'll, we'll let you hear a bit more of what the uh, congresswoman has to say. Just last night, just last night, 24 hours ago, I said, despite Governor Kathy Hochul's, 14-point lead in the race for governor that anything 
can happen. It's just a feeling that I have. And this election against Lee Zeldin is far from over, far from over. Just 24 hours later, 24 hours later, Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis in Florida puts enormous pressure on Hochul. And the pressure is why are you not dealing with your Alvin Bragg problem? This, as DeSantis is appearing decisive, appearing quite decisive, acting on Tampa's elected prosecutor, Andrew Warren, suspending him immediately. Done for not pursuing criminals to the fullest extent of his powers as the state attorney of Hillsborough County, which covers the area of Tampa. And also for pledging not to use his office to go after people who seek and provide abortions or on doctors that provide gender-affirming care to transgender people. A lot to spit out there. So DeSantis went before the cameras Thursday as he suspended the district attorney, and this puts enormous pressure on Kathy Hochul because the question becomes, DeSantis is acting in Florida. New York, you have a bigger problem, Governor. Why are you looking the other way? This is what DeSantis had to say in his own words. The prosecutor, state attorney for this judicial circuit, uh, Andrew Warren, has put himself publicly above the law. In June of 2021, he signed a letter saying that he would not enforce any prohibitions on sex change operations for minors. And that's a debate that we're having mostly administratively and through medical licensing in Florida, but other states have enacted penalties on the people that would perform those, which are really disfiguring these young kids. And he said, it doesn't matter what the legislature does in the state of Florida, uh, he's gonna exercise a veto over that. He's also instituted policies of, quote, presumptive non-enforcement. And this involves an array of different things, and you'll probably hear Sheriff Chronister and some of the other law enforcement officers talk about it. Uh, But that is not consistent with the role of a prosecutor. Yes, you can exercise discretion in an individual case, but that discretion has to be individualized and case-specific. You can't just say you're not going to do certain offenses. Governor DeSantis of Florida, again, that situation puts enormous pressure on Kathy Hochul here in New York. The question becomes, Governor, why are you not acting on Alvin Bragg while in Florida the Republican there is taking action? And the war of words is intensifying this morning. The uh, Republican House Minority Leader, Kevin McCarthy, is slamming Hochul, declaring she can do something on crime. So those two, and in a moment, we're going to your telephone calls, but those two are going at each other. So McCarthy is slamming Hochul over her failure to dump prosecutors that won't uphold the law. 
and he railed, if you will, against the Big Apple's soft on crime policies. The GOP leader who was in Manhattan to host a roundtable with local law enforcement lashed out at Hochul after her campaign put out a statement ahead of his visit calling him an insurrection apologist. Insurrection uh, apologist. He accused Hochul of playing politics instead of trying to rid the streets of crime. So McCarthy, before reporters uh, in, in New York laughed at this, and and I'm quoting him now, he said that I would simply say to the governor, get rid of the prosecutors that won't uphold the law. You have the power to do it, do it today. And then he added, he added, why isn't she here? I came to sit with police officers to learn how we make the streets safer. All she wants to do is go on Twitter and make politics. And uh, again, quoting uh, Mr. McCarthy, she is the uh, governor, and she is the governor on record that only watched homicides, rapes, robberies increase. She can do something about it. So there's a lot to uh, chew on there. And again, just 24 hours ago, I was telling you folks that I don't care what the polls show, because I've seen races where the polls show one thing, Pataki, the day before the election, and it turns out to be something else. Turns out to be something else. Let's uh, go to the telephone calls. Let's start with Armand, Armand in Brooklyn. Good morning and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Oh, damn. Uh, Good morning. First time listener. Yes, sir. Okay, go ahead, please. Thank you for calling. Go ahead. This is crazy, you know, what's going on in this city, you know? Crime is up, you know? This is crazy, you know? Never seen nothing like this. I mean, you see what's happening, right? You saw what happened. Of course I see what's happening. But but what's, what's your point? You know what the city should do? The city... I'm listening. You know what they should do? They should recruit more cops, more correction officers. We need more cops on the streets, the parks, the subways, everywhere. You know? Well, well, you and I certainly agree on that, but I, I just don't see it happening I thank you for your uh, for your telephone call this morning, and thanks for calling in for the first time. Folks, we are taking your calls, 1-800-848-WABC on this Friday morning, 800-848-9222. Now, I'm going to come back to Maloney and uh, her apology to President Biden in just, uh, in just a minute, but uh, some of the other stories... Um, that I'm looking at this morning, whoa, the New York Times, whoa. No matter what you may think of the Times, they have done a profile of Bishop Whitehead, the bishop that says that he was uh, robbed, that was recorded on camera uh, on a live stream. Wait until I tell you what the Times has to say about this bishop for why he ended up in jail. I mean, it is, it is, it is, it is startling. 
uh, what the New York Times is reporting uh, about this bishop. And I'm going to get to that. And um, sadly, we also have a follow-up on that case over the McDonald's fries. The young man, and and we knew that it, it was going to come to this tragically, but um, the young man is, if it's still the case as of right now, he is on life support. And the only question at this point is whether or not or when his family decides to pull the uh, pull the plug. So obviously the charges against the other young man are going to be upgraded. His girlfriend has been uh, charged. Let's go back to the telephone calls. Let's go to Janine in Pennsylvania. Good morning, Janine, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Hi, Dominic. Um, what I want to say is that I think a bill or something has to happen where people are in critical mass have to demand that these DAs, Soros-backed, soft-on-crime DAs, have to become accessories to the crimes that these repeat offenders who are let out commit. Once you make them accessible, and, and they who have um, lied about the oath they took, they are part of the criminality, they have to be punished as well as the criminal. You you mean the actual prosecutors? Yes. See, the, the problem with that, Janine, and this is what's disgusting about the entire process, the prosecutors still uh, have full immunity. You rarely read about a prosecutor being sued and convicted for something successfully. So we have police officers out on the street with limited immunity but somehow the politicians, they have full protection. Somehow the district attorneys, they have full protection. Somehow the judges are fully protected. But the people that need it on the front line, Janine, the the police officers only have limited uh, I- immunity. And so I, I agree with you that there should be, I just don't know practically how it would actually be carried out that if a prosecutor uh, signs off on some uh, inmate, ex-con being released, and this person goes and does something horrible, there should be some type of repercussion against that that district attorney. Janine, do you have any way of how you think this would work, or you're just you're just at the thought process stage? Uh, who was in that um, uh, you know convenience store? When that thing happened, he would have been, he was um, um, going to be charged with murder until people went to his um, place and, and they held rallies. And because of the pressure, that man, Mr. Alba, was correctly yes. uh, freed up from this uh, conviction. And I believe yes. we're talking about Alvin Bragg and Gasco in California. Until there is a demand and a show of force from the people that we have had enough. Uh, you know, there are people uh, in Philadelphia who are afraid to go out. Uh, they, they say we're terrified all the time. This is insanity. Uh, Eric Adams, I'll give him credit. He said this is insanity. And the thing is, until there is pressure uh, from the people, we've had enough. And they start showing up at these uh, Alvin Bragg offices and uh, all these other things. I mean, look, Gascon is up for recall. He will, he probably, I hope, will be recalled. But there has to be an outcry en masse from the public. The pressure yes. has to be intense. 
Yes. Okay. Yes. You, thank you for the call. Uh, I could not have said it better. And the pressure has to come from the public uh, with the threat of being uh, losing your primary, losing for office. It seems like that's the only thing that uh, politicians, elected officials really pay attention to. Thank you for that call. Let's go to George in Long Beach. Good morning, George. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic, I really think we have to stop calling these guys soft on crime. That bodega owner who acted in self-defense ended up in Rikers with, you know, with, in, in the blink of an eye. He's not soft on crime. He is pro-criminal. There's a big difference. We keep calling them soft on crime. They're not. And I'm glad it's not a conspiracy anymore to say the, word, uh, say the name George Soros. That used to be a conspiracy years ago. Now people are finally saying it out loud. That's all. Thanks so, very much. So, so you feel me and others, George, we should not uh, refer to these district attorneys as progressives. You feel we should outright call them pro-criminal. Absolutely. Let's do what the Democrats do. Change the language. They're great at that. Hmm. Look what they did with the latest bill. They said it was to reduce inf- in inflation. Are you kidding me? They well, use the language. And they trick people all the time. Republicans never do it. I don't know why they don't do it. Play the same game. Get down and fight these people. Well, something, I, I, I will concede this much. Something um, something really, really has to give. Something um, has to uh, give. Because right now, you know, we're just headed downhill fast and there are no indications of anything getting better. In fact, it's just getting worse by the day. The criminals are becoming emboldened. They're doing whatever they feel like doing because they know in jail today, out tonight, maybe tomorrow, stay in, get three hots in a cot, and then I'm going back out, and I'm going to do the same thing all over again, and we'll keep the cycle going. And it just seems like that's the way things are actually um, headed these days. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to Brooklyn, Parkchester, Forest Hills, Newark, Bayonne. And I do want to say it's time for the 77 WABC clip of the day. Listen to Bernie and Sid in the morning, the number one rated News Talk Radio Morning Show in New York City. Weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Here, Bernie and Sid say the only purpose Nancy Pelosi's Taiwan trip served was to make her look good. Nancy Pelosi made it out of Taiwan. Lindsey Graham and a couple of other Democrats, uh, Bob Menendez, they made a bipartisan trip. That's bipartisan, and that's one thing that this Pelosi trip was not. Was not bipartisan because she's a selfish witch. The only thing that came out of this whole thing... Well, well, when you say it wasn't bipartisan, she didn't treat it that way, but she did receive bipartisan support. So it was bipartisan, the more important, the support, not how she feels. No, no, it was it wasn't bipartisan in that she didn't bring any uh, Republican Republicans with her. Right, right. She brought right. Democrats right. only. She's playing politics with this whole trip. Talk Radio 77, this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? 
you need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. They say this is a big rich town. I just come from the poet's part. Bright light city life, I gotta make it. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. Congresswoman Carolyn Maloney slipped and told the truth. And boy, is she paying for it. Thursday morning after her slip earlier this week at a debate on New York One, uh, casting serious doubt on whether President Biden will run for re-election, she said she didn't believe he would. Well, on Thursday morning on CNN, she said the exact opposite, that she will support Mr. Biden if he runs for re-election. And, of course, the backdrop to all of this, multiple high-profile Democrats have backed away from supporting Biden, or at least publicly, in 2024, and the standard line seems to be that they insist it's too early to say in the race. Let's get through 2022 uh, first. Of course, Maloney is locked in a competitive primary race with fellow veteran lawmaker Congressman Jerry Nadler after redistricting shifted uh, New York's congressional lines. And on CNN, she was asked about the rift between herself and Mr. Nadler. Why has it gotten to this point where you guys are tit for tat on Twitter and it's getting kind of kind of testy? Oh, I don't think it's we're we're friends. It's unfortunate that it happened. Um, I am running in the 12th district. 60 percent of it is the 12th district, the district that I represent now. He could have easily run in the 10th because his 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 congressional office is in the 10th. And the property that he represented before is in the 10th. I expected him to run in the 10th. I was very surprised when he tweeted out that he was running in the 12th. But now we're running. But he had claimed credit for the uh, 2nd Avenue subway, which is fine with me. It's on the, it's on the east side, and I worked very hard on, on it. It was uh, my top priority for years. It was the only subway that's been built since I've been in Congress, not in the city, not in the state, but the whole country. And... Uh, but I, I sort of agree now with the former President Truman, you can do a lot more if you just let everybody claim credit. So he, he's entitled to claim credit for it if he wants to. My only question is, why didn't he build something on the west side? <laughs> he came to Congress saying he wanted to build a rail freight tunnel. It's still ha- it's 30 years. He still hasn't built it. So I built the subway. He can claim credit for it. But for the west side, he should have built his tunnel. All you have to do is work on it every day. So those are the words of uh, Congresswoman Carolyn Maloney as uh, she and uh, Gerald Nadler are going at it as they are gearing up for the uh, primary, which is um, this month. It's going to be very interesting. We see all of your telephone calls. I've got to. Oh, you know what, folks? Before I go back to the telephone calls, it is a scathing. So someone called the other night. And they defended Bishop Whitehead, the uh, 
so-called bling-bling bishop. Dominic, why, why are you not being fair to him? Why don't you believe him? Blah, 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 blah. Notice, folks, no one's been arrested yet in the alleged robbery. Ask yourself why. Anyway, the New York Times, and again, I'm going back to your telephone calls in just one second. The Times says, whether you love the Times, whether you hate the Times, the Times in a story on the bishop says court records from New Jersey, not New York, New Jersey, show that Bishop Whitehead owes more than $400,000 in judgments to a construction company that built his house and to the credit union that financed his Mercedes and Range Rover. Uh, and he's dismissing this, uh, in all fairness, as victim shaming, even racist. So in 2005, according to the Times, a woman called the Suffolk County Police Department and said someone had purchased a motorcycle in Brooklyn in her name using all her personal information. A few days later, an officer pulled over a man driving the same motorcycle at a traffic stop. The driver was 27-year-old Lamar Whitehead, the bishop. The Times says what followed was a lengthy investigation that uncovered what the police described as a sprawling identity theft and fraud operation set up and run by one person, Mr. Whitehead, whose girlfriend had access to customers' credit reports through her job at a Long Island car dealership. And so using that that personal information he allegedly pulled from her computer she kept her login information on a piece of paper at home and the Times says mr whitehead stole the identities of at least a dozen people took out loans in their names and bought cars and motorcycles according to his indictment and Suffolk County in 2006. According to one detective there, uh, quoted in the New York Times, the bishop was living the high life. So, and I'm almost done, but I'm just trying to give you folks full perspective of this situation with the bishop. So obviously it takes a while for a trial. And according to authorities and the Times in the interim, Rather than lay low and work on his case, Mr. Whitehead pulled off more frauds, court records indicate. He was working as a mortgage broker at the Empire State Building around 2005 when the next allegation is a man approached him and asked for help to close a deal on a brownstone in Harlem. The deal was completed. According to the Times, The bishop then reached out to this man and said, if you loan me $200,000, I can pay you back in a month along with an extra $25,000. So this man, trusting, uh, uh, trusting Mr. Whitehead, according to the Times, did exactly that, uh, took out a line of credit on his home, 
gave Mr. Whitehead the money and kept it a secret from his family, planning on surprising them with the good news of the extra $25,000. Instead, the Times says he was forced to share bad news that Mr. Whitehead, the bishop now, was not going to pay him back. And so the the man's son says, and I'm quoting here, he's a disgusting human being. You can quote me on that. That's a profile in the New York Times. So that's why, folks, from the first time I heard about this, I was casting doubt. Because the video is just too smooth of the alleged robbery. And again, notice, no one has been arrested yet. Notice that, folks. Let's go right back to your telephone calls. Let's see here. Let's go to Russ in White Plains. Good morning, Russ. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. Something you said several weeks ago has kind of been sticking in my craw. You know, when Jose Alba, the charge of second-degree homicide was dropped, second-degree murder was dropped, you said that he was not being charged at this time. And I thought maybe you had some insight because there – Really, it was savage what he did to that young man. He wasn't cornered. He stabbed him five times. And I want to ask you, did you hear that he claimed to be 61, but he was actually 51 years old? I I don't know anything about Mr. Um, Alba's age, but well, Russ, I, I mean, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Mm-hmm. But uh, let me ask you a question. Yeah. So you're working at that store. You're not the owner, you're a worker. Mm-hmm. And this woman comes in, you know the story, and she yeah. wants uh, potato chips for her daughter, but her e- EBT card doesn't work. You try 10 to 15 times to get it to go through electronically. It doesn't go through. So you take the chips back because, you know, they were not paid for. And the woman says, I'm going to go get my boyfriend. And the, now this is this is you, Russ, working behind the counter. And this ex-con comes behind the counter, starts threatening you and pushing you. So what what are you going to do, Russ? Well, once he pushed me through the door, I'd run out into the sidewalk and start hailing the police. He could take all the candy bars and potato chips in the store, as far as I'm concerned, because it's a property crime. Okay, okay, but, but wait, 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 Russ. Wait, wait, Russ. You said once he pushed you through the door. I don't understand what you're talking about. He was cornered. No, Mr. Alba was cornered. Dom, Dominic, you and I both watched it. Um, the young man pushed Jose Alba down into a chair. Okay, right. And then he, he and took he Jose Alba. Dominic, yeah, right. But then he wasn't cornered because the young man took Jose Alba by the back of the neck like he was a child and started leaning him towards the door. And you can see in the window. The mirror on the door, because I've been in that store, there's a mirror on that door, and you can see Jose Alba. He stabs him once. If you stab somebody once, wouldn't you, like, get away from him? Or would you stab him four more times to make sure he was dead? Okay? That was a barbaric thing. And, you know, Jose Alba's backed up by a hugely affluent Bodega Owners Association. He's got a lot of people behind him. That young man doesn't have anyone talking for him. And the Bodega Owners, I saw him on the the TV today saying, we should all have a shotgun in the bodegas like the guy in, I guess it was Florida. Think about that, Dominic. Do you want Bodega guys shooting off shotguns whenever they feel threatened? Russ, if you want to blame anybody in all of this, blame the girlfriend. Don't don't no, blame Mr. Alba. No, don't blame no, Mr. No. Alba for defending himself. It was no. the girlfriend that escalated this situation. No, what? Uh, listen. The young man has he has oh. autonomy. He should have just he decided oh. the wrong thing. 
But the girl, don't blame the woman. Cherchez la femme, that's really anti-feminism. That's uh, okay. misogyny. Okay, Thanks, okay. Thank well, you, Russ, I, I, I always appreciate your call. I strongly, with my fiber, disagree with what you just said. The fact of the matter is, it's unfortunate that the ex-con died. Thank you for the call, Russ. But the bottom line is, he started it, Mr. Albert finished it. And it's easy to say, it's easy for us to go, oh, Hollywood. And, uh, you know, in defense of yourself, you stab him one time and then you bolt for the door. Isn't that convenient, Russ? That is as Hollywood as Hollywood comes. When you're caught up in that situation, I would imagine you want to stop the threat. Stop the threat. You stab this man one time and bolt for the door, and he catches up to you, then what? You may be the one going to the morgue. But I repeat, the only one, there are two people to blame in this situation. The girlfriend, Miss, I'm going to go get my boyfriend. When you, I mean, this all started because your EBT card didn't work. So you're you're getting money. It's taxpayer dollars. And you're upset because your EBT card, I feel for the little girl. Little girl wanted potato chips. Mom wasn't able to deliver on them. But, ma'am, uh, it, it's not Mr. Albert's fault that, that your card didn't work. How about, okay, um, I'll go upstairs and get some change. Or how about this? I'll go get the money for my boyfriend. Oh, because he probably didn't have the money to pay for it, right? Nobody wants to deal with the reality of the situation. That ex-con was not a victim. He picked on the wrong man, and unfortunately, he paid with his life. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Let's see here. Let's go. Dominic Carter here with you. And folks, coming up, 45 minutes past the hour, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. And, of course, on this Friday, standing by, Curtis Lewa. He's all excited and ready to go. You know how Curtis is. He's coming up at 1 a.m. in for Frank Morano on the other side of midnight. Let's go to Joseph in Parkchester. Good morning, Joseph. Well, uh, identity theft uh, rap uh, that Mr. Whitehead did uh, prison time for um, and, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned that he was a mortgage broker. I mean, I was aware of the identity theft uh, sentence uh, that, you know, he was upstate uh, in New York for, but I was not aware that he was a mortgage broker. But that's an interesting uh, tidbit insofar as that as someone who used to work in financial services, referring to myself, you know, you'll hear a common complaint among black applicants to brokerage firms, investment houses, et cetera, that they have a bias against uh, black applicants uh, to join those firms. You know, Mr. Whitehead is a shining example as to why that bias exists. I'm not saying that it's fair, but there's a reason why that there's a presumption that black people are inclined to engage in financial fraud. I'm lost. I am lost. I mean, I know you turn everything into race where it's the black man's fault. And I've come to expect that from you. But even even Bishop Whitehead, how how do you make that racial? As you said, listen, 
He is a black former mortgage broker. But again, he was convicted of identity theft. So what does his race have to do with him being convicted of an identity theft? I'm saying that if in the mortgage industry and actually in financial services, generally speaking, there is a bias against hiring blacks to fill financial uh, services representative positions. That's so so you're telling me the bias is du- is justified. That's what you're really saying. I ju- well, no, I ju- it's, okay, Joseph, I'm not following you, you and I, I don't have you. the time this morning. Thank you for the call. I just I can't I don't have the time. I'm not I'm not your psychiatrist. I don't have the time to stand here and analyze exactly what you mean when you call up every night and there's a racial bend to everything that comes out of your mouth. And that's the truth. That's the bottom line. Let's go to uh, Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Good morning, Jacqueline. Help me out here. Good morning, Dominic. Um, I, I I actually choose to speak about a different topic. You were talking about it. the elections, and um, the people of Brooklyn have an opportunity to get rid of 15-term Nadler and also five-term Schumer. And I hope that people will take seriously, if they're really disgusted with the crime in the city of New York, and specifically in Brooklyn, early voting will begin next Saturday, August 13th, and it will run through the following Sunday, August 21st, with Election Day culminating on Tuesday, August 23rd. They should take a few moments. It doesn't take much time. Look up the candidates, look up who they are, And if you want the same old, same old, and you want crime to continue, then continue to vote for the same old people. You also mentioned the New York Times. And one thing that I don't think people are aware of, that terrorist, al-Zawahiri, was killed in the home of a New York Times contributor. If people are interested, they can see the story on pjmedia.com, as in pauljosephmedia.com. It's under shameful terrorist leader, Al Zawahiri killed in home of New York Times contributor. And if people want to know, the house belonged to the notorious Afghan terrorist responsible for killing and wounding dozens of American soldiers. The name is Jaluddin Haqqani, and his son wrote an op-ed piece in the New York Times February of 2020. His son, Sirajuddin Haqqani. Mm-hmm. Well... You've given me a lot to uh, chew on there, and I, I've heard the same thing about uh, the the type of home that he was in, the in, uh, connection to the New York Times. But I guess I have to pay a, a a lot more attention to it. My thing, Jacqueline, is you know a terrorist like that. Goodbye. We'll see you in the afterlife, and and that's 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 it. That's the way that that I look at it. But I thank you. Uh, I thank you very much for the telephone call. Uh, calling from Brooklyn this morning. Before I take a break, let's go to John in Bayonne. Good morning, John. What's on your mind? Dominic, uh, the, the, D, the DA that was suspended in Florida, was he yes. suspended? or was I mean, it sounds like he was that, terminated. That's the terminology uh, by Governor DeSantis. That's the terminology that we've all been given. He's suspended. Uh, I, I don't know exactly to be honest with you. I will always tell you folks when I don't know something, I have a funny feeling DeSantis is going to try and make it a permanent suspension, but, but I, I'm not exactly sure as of uh, right now, but again, to my overall point, it puts pressure on Hochul because DeSantis is saying, not in my backyard. You're not going to pull that garbage 
but Hoku is tolerating it. So, you know, it makes her look it makes her look pretty bad, John. It does, and let's see how much New Yorkers tolerate it too uh, in, in in the elections. Thanks, Dominic. Thank you, John. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We see all your telephone calls. We're going to get to as many of them as humanly possible on this Friday morning. Dominic Carter here with you until the top of the hour. That's when Curtis Lewa will take over in for Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. We will be right back. WABC. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. The McDonald's worker who was shot over cold fries is brain dead and on life support. Prosecutors said Thursday as a Brooklyn judge ordered the young man accused of uh, shooting him held without bail. The young man that's accused of doing the shooting, 20-year-old Michael Morgan, is expected to face upgraded homicide charges for Monday's shooting in Bedford-Stuyvesant, in which he blasted the victim, Matthew Webb, 23, shortly after an argument about the fries served to his mother, and now even the girlfriend has been charged for giving him the gun. The prosecutor said, and I'm quoting here, Your Honor, the people anticipate a homicide charge on this case, given the victim is currently on life support. The victim has been transported to Brookdale Hospital and has been brain dead. The family now, of course, has to make the difficult decision to take him off life support. And we all knew on Monday that basically he was going to be on life support anyway and that this was inevitable. The suspect, who was cuffed behind his back, looked down during the brief proceeding and did not speak. Let's see here. Let's go uh, back to the telephone calls. Let's go to uh, John in Brooklyn. Good morning, John. What's on your mind? Two things. I'll be uh, quick. Uh, in New York, Ken, the candidate, Democratic candidate to vote for is Maud Marin. She is the most credible candidate in that crowded field. She's credible because she's a conscientious Democrat. She does not believe in radical leftist policies. Two, what I said about Schomburg Center yesterday, I was mistaken. But what people need to do is to complain to the Brooklyn Book Festival about having on October 2nd two vehemently anti-police, anti-prison advocates on their panel. This should not happen. Well, I, I hear you, John, but but there also needs to be an audience somewhere. I'm not saying that the Brooklyn Book Festival necessarily is the right one, but there has to be an audience where every side of the story can be heard. 
it's it's the only problem is the Brooklyn Book Festival only wants to present one side of the story, and they right. have to be condemned for that. Okay, so. well, I, I thank you for the call. Let's go to our friend Stan in Forest Hills. Good morning, Stan. Yeah, listen, convoluted logic is what Russell does best, okay? And when he talked about the women, why did he stab him? I would have stabbed the guy 15 times to kill him. So I think the Bodega did exactly what was necessary, you know? So forget that. Here's the thing. Kevin McCarthy has absolutely no credibility in this town or any place in this country, okay? Coming here with the Lord, which was a political stunt. The governor said exactly the right thing. And here's the thing where I think you messed up. The governor of Florida suspended the district attorney or the DA, not because he wouldn't do criminal, because he told him, I'm not going to do abortion cases. He is a Democrat. It's not about gun criminals or this or that. And you're trying to tie it in that uh, they're trying to put pressure on Governor Hochul. Governor Hochul knows what this guy's about. Wait, 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 Stan, 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 please. I heard the governor himself say one of the issues was regarding trans young people. The governor says this out of his own mouth. So you, you got your information wrong. The DA so it, said it, he's doing it because of abortion. He's not going to go no, after no, abortion. No, it, it doesn't matter what the DA says. The DA is irrelevant at this point. It matters what the governor says. And you know, the governor... Go ahead. Go ahead, Stan. No, no, I'll take... Go ahead, sir. No, the governor cited the trans issue, uh, the issue of abortion. So please look online. You can see DeSantis say it himself. And also the crime issue. Three issues he listed. But the, ma- the main reason is the abortion. That's what was the DA who was really pissed off about it. And, yes, he has a right to suspend them. Absolutely. So uh, the point is, do you think Governor Hochul is going to be afraid of what this guy put in question? No way. No. Look, I have also said sh- if she's elected, she'll, she'll hopefully get rid of I, I, uh, I, I didn't say. I didn't say she, I didn't say she'd be afraid, Stan. Well, she, what, she what just I, said what, she's what, under what, pressure. She's Stan, under pressure. Stan, Stan, here's why she's under pressure. Hochul really has nothing to do with this. The problem for her is that the voters in New York may say, wait a minute, we're giving this lady the benefit of the doubt, and look in Florida, their governor acted immediately. So why isn't our governor doing the same? That's what I mean by pressure. Different worlds, okay? It's not the same thing and so forth. She has her way of doing business. He He's, he's all political anyway. So... Hey, well, wait, and she's not. And wait, wait, wait. And she's well, no, not. She's, she's political, but he's even more. He wants to be president. Kathy Hochul doesn't want to be president. We know what he's doing. Everything's for being president. He's going to run. So the point is, the governor will act whatever. I suspect she may not. I think she will do it. And as I said last night, the election will be much closer, but I think she'll win. Okay. Well, Stan, as always, my friend, I, I thank you for the call. And I look forward to the emails where they're going to ask me overnight, or oh, why did I have you on the air? I, I get love you. Every I single time. I love you. And, and, but I love you, too. love all of our, of our listeners here. Let's go to Diago in Newark. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. I have a message for uh, Russell from White Plains. Google adopts a delicate shooting. Okay. Google adopts- All right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. You know, you would do better by just identifying yourself and calling me up and having a little bit of a different message. I don't understand what you think you're accomplishing. I, 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 we cut you off every single time. 
So I, 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 I don't I don't get it. Let's go to Herman in Long Beach. Good morning, Herman. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. A really quick comment about the crime situation in here. It's a mirror of what happened to El Salvador in the 1970s when all of the focus was in police brutality, uh, that the criminals had rights, uh, the people who were coming out of the university, the new lawyers were putting new laws to protect the people. But in reality, what they were doing is they were trying to introduce their own ideas about socialism. The problem in here is that once you become self, the next step is that the other side, okay, in this case the criminals, get stronger, they get arms, they get resourceful, and guess what? The ones who pay for all this, you know, paying the price for it, is the citizenships. They're all the people who are honest worker, and this is a minute, uh, a small uh, amount of the population who look for any and every possible way to get away with crime. And I believe that we should change. We should start looking for ways to counteract this uh, uh, this movement that is coming to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, because it goes, it, I'm sorry, it's not going to lead us to nowhere. No race, no uh, 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 political affiliations, uh, social political economy. All of that will go through the window once we have all these people in the right place, which would be the wrong place. And you know what? They're going to go all after us for everything that we have. This is not going to stop until we stop it ourselves, unfortunately, but I believe that that's the way it is. You know, that's my personal mm-hmm. opinion. Well, Herman, I, I, I really um, I re- appreciate your call. And um, unfortunately, you're correct in terms of your assessment of uh, – of what's uh, what's going on these days. Thank you for the call. Let's go to uh, Gina in Brooklyn. Good morning, Gina. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. Dominic, I finally get in to talk to you. I saw you at the ball game, and I was waving to you, but I was going to beg you to take me with you to see Smokey Robinson with your family, but you didn't go. <laughs> And it's a good thing well, you didn't acknowledge me because I would have thrown myself on the floor if you would have refused me. It was no, a hot day. <laughs> no, well, hey, Gina, you know what? Maybe, maybe I'm getting old. I, I'm almost embarrassed to admit this, but I'm gonna, you know, I'm going to um, be honest with you. So we're at the softball game, and I keep seeing people wave and say hi, Dominic. And I was so caught up in the fact that I hadn't played softball in 30 years, trying to. To and you know, I I just felt like such an old man not catching the balls right in front of me, a few feet away, that I I was like everybody's saying hello, but I didn't understand why until I until after the game. So I want to apologize to you, Gina, and and to everyone else because if I had been thinking, I would have run over to every single person uh, that said hello and and had the opportunity to chat with you. But I hope you had a good time. I did. It was a great time to see you all out there, even though there were so many mishaps, but I loved every minute of seeing you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for the fun. It was great. Thank you. Thank you, Gina. Thank you. Thank you very much. Let's go to Alyssa. <laughs> Alyssa in Manhattan. Good morning, Alyssa. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's good to hear you laugh. Yes. Um, yes. Rather Thank than you. burst your bubble because you are ending your show on a good note, I'll save 
what I wanted to discuss with you for another time. Okay, um, so, I so will, what do you want to discuss? Um, I actually will just um, say that I will say a prayer, as I know Jacqueline from Brooklyn and many of your listeners will do, that this weekend we will have a minimal loss of life and a little bit less violence, hopefully a lot less, than we've had so Monday morning. You don't have as much to report on in that. Oh, Alyssa, we, we just we just lost you. But but uh, you, Alyssa, no, she's gone. Alyssa, you you're right, because that that's how I feel on the weekends. It's like, OK, what do I have to talk about Monday? Because how many people were killed over the weekend? How many how many people in the new New York, the new Chicago, how many people actually passed away? Let's go to Robert in Philadelphia. Good morning, Robert. What's on your mind, friend? Hey, Dominic. Good to talk to you, man. Um, Before I get to my point about Biden and Democrats, that pastor that was robbed, he's a bishop, right? Self-appointed. Self-proclaimed bishop. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And his own church, uh, right? Storefront. Storefront. Uh, it's his own church. Why isn't he pope? But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, when it comes to Biden, and they're going to have to get rid of him before 2024, and it won't be pretty because they're going to have to tie all the disasters we're going through right now to Biden. And I just want my fellow listeners to understand Biden has been doing what they have been telling him to do, okay? This isn't Biden. This is the whole Democratic Party, particularly his handlers and Jill and maybe Mr. Obama and whatever. It, hey, Robert, don't you, let them it, try to pin it, it all It looks on like, Joe. hey, Robert, my friend, it looks like you are correct, but I am completely out of time. Folks, I do want to say this. Uh, I want to piggyback Alyssa's point. Please, let's all say a prayer for less violence this weekend. I want you to have a great weekend. Keep it right there. Curtis Lewa is coming up right now.